Sarah, I was blessed to meet um, about a few months ago, virtually. We didn't really have a conversation. We met through our amazing um, writing coach, Mirav Tarko. We both did a 10-week challenge um, for writing a book and learned loads of tips. And you, Sarah, have just um, launched your third best-selling book, orgasmic attraction yeah. yes so, yeah yeah it's been super fun and it's been really great to meet you and all the other women that are a part of Mirage's world and we just launched on january 7th which was my birthday it's been really fun and i feel like we're still in the midst of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we delve into your book, would you like to um, I'll, actually, I might read out your bio so everybody knows a bit more about you. So the lovely Sarah Fast is an intuitive healer, an alignment and embodiment mentor, digital content and experience creator, public speaker, co-founder of Spark Mino, and three times best-selling author, a mum of three. And I've recently found out that in 2011, she was traveling here in Australia, all the way mm -hmm. from Sydney up to Cannes. But before we delve into that and your amazing book, which I'm in the process of reading and can highly recommend, can you tell the audience where you're from, where you grew up, um how your journey began well first of all tell them about your education your parents your sibling their backgrounds because I like um, my audience to get a real feel of you and get into the nitty-gritty yeah so I grew up in Minot North Dakota so I'm in the States uh I've lived here my whole life I've traveled a bunch but I've been stationed in North Dakota my whole life um i have so i have as far as blood relatives i actually only have one brother blood relative and then i have um half siblings that i'm actually closer to i have a couple of sisters that we have the same dad um and different moms and then uh as far as Growing up, I'd say it was pretty average, you know, growing up and getting into this journey was a lot of, it was so just, it was like a calling. My headphones are like falling out of my ears, as you can, I, I these headphones kind of drive me nuts a little bit. It's like, you keys stay in my ears, right? Um, so along the way, as far as my education, I graduated high school, I went to college, I got a degree, I have a double bachelor's in psychology and criminal justice. However, that route was kind of like, oh, I should get my degree, right? I should do this, I should do that. This personal development and my desire to follow, I suppose, pleasure and my desires was very much a calling. It was something that just kept calling me. Um, 
So that started when I was uh, out of college. It was about when I was pregnant with my first son, actually. And then I had started getting into business when I got, when I, after I had my first son, which was in 2015. So ever since then, I have been on this path of learning and growing and following what my heart, my heart and my soul desires more than anything. Wow. You covered a lot there. And I think it's the modern world with um, people having siblings that are, you know, from different fathers or mothers and half brothers, half sisters, step brothers, step sisters, and so forth. And um, also people, um, many years ago, people would stay together because of maybe religious beliefs. And, you know, this is, you know, how we were born and we stick together for the sake of the children and so forth. But I think that has changed a lot. Um, can you tell us about your parents anyway, what they did for a living? And, you know, because you did a double degree, which is incredible, um, in psychology, criminal justice. And tell us what that experience was like and if idea of parents uh, in those lines of field and what they felt about you changing your career pathway completely because it's a big turnaround. Yeah, so neither one of my parents actually went to college. And and even going back to my sisters, um, I feel like I'm actually the first and only one <laughs> that went to college and got a degree out of everybody. Now, okay, so Leslie, my one sister did get a did get a degree in. I uh, I can't really remember exactly what, but she she did get a degree. But I mean, I'm one of the few, one of the few. Like my mom, she did social services stuff. Um, However, it didn't require a degree. And then also my dad had a farm and he did farming for quite a while. So that was kind of more like experience type, type field. Um, so yeah, that's what they both did. Um, my mom did social services work. And my dad did farming. And, and also what kind of... So what type of farming? Was it agricultural or other? Yep, it was that. And and mostly, you know, he'd have, you know, cows and and stuff like that. Like he would, he'd take care of that. And then agricultural mostly. Great. So getting connection with Mother Earth and with the land. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what did they think about you changing your career pathway? You know, they they just wanted me to be happy, really. Like they just wanted that was their biggest thing was just be happy and follow that. So I think that's been a big inspiration to me in doing that and actually doing that and not 
thinking I need to prove myself to them or, or be this certain person for them. My mom, especially, was always somebody that was my biggest fan. She always wanted me to be happy. And that was something that I've taken with me as both of my parents have now passed. Like both of my parents passed in the past uh, three years. 2020, my mom passed. And then just recently in November, my dad passed. So, but both of them were very, like, they never really forced me to be a certain way, which I'm grateful for <laughs> very much. So they just wanted me to be happy. Oh, that's lovely. And I'm very sorry to hear about the passing of both of them. I'm sure they're both remarkable souls. I can empathize with you because I lost my mom when she was, when I was only 23. And then my dad about um, when I was 40-ish. And um, yeah, it's a big loss. And we're going through a phase at the moment, you know, the last two years globally, we've gone through a phase of loss, be it loss of loved ones, family, friends, loss of jobs and loss of careers as we knew them. And people are looking more we've all had the wonderful opportunity to look within and um, choose a career to follow our passion, you know, and find our happiness. And I truly believe this is the way forward with the world. I don't know there's great astrologers like Pamela Gregory and many others and loads of scientists and loads of um, spiritual people are saying, this is the year to bring and embody the new energy and the first time ever that we'll be raising the vibration to divine love. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, yeah, I mean, I, I believe that we have to radiate that, that energy to, uh, to call in more of it. So I guess that's my biggest thing is everybody needs to be radiating that energy so that that is the norm. So I think that's the biggest thing is we have to have more people really focused on that and really uh, very aware of when negativity is coming up so that it can be shifted quickly and turned into light into that light energy that the universe needs you know and everybody needs I totally agree and I know from chats earlier like um I was blessed that my mother was clear white and I grew up that way however in my era, people used to think you were crazy. So my mom told me to keep it a secret. And you do, you block it in. And what usually comes naturally for you, you know, you're hiding it as if it's something bad or something evil, you know. And now it's mainstream for people, especially like now when people talk about consciousness, we've got great gurus like Eckhart Tolle, Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton and so forth, and Nassim Harameen, you know, it's all about 
we are like beings and we are conscious beings. But you talked about bring, bringing this vibration up and alignment. How do people do that? Because I'm sure there'd be many listeners and this is like a new language for them. Mm -hmm. Yep. So some of the things that I do on a daily basis. So it, the first thing is always, it always comes down to our thoughts and it always comes down to noticing how your body is, how your body feels, how your energy feels. If it feels sluggish, if it feels like you can't move, like you don't want to move, right? Like it's like you get up or your alarm clock goes off and you like don't want to get out of bed, right? Then your energy is blocked. Like there's some, there's resistance there. You know, I feel like as humans, as I feel like everybody should be flowing through their days. So noticing and being very self-aware is definitely this the first step. Like you have to know what is actually behind that to shift it. So then when you're aware of it, you can shift it and you can release that resistance. And that comes from movement that comes from, uh, I call pleasure somatics is my main technique. And that is by putting on music that feels really good, right? And like actually allowing your body to move weird way. It's like, it, it doesn't need to look a certain way. It's like, you're just moving to the music and any way that you want to move, but like your energy is shifting in that moment. Or honestly, if you're in a cold climate, like I am, even just stepping outside for a few for a few minutes when it's cold out and you don't have a coat on, that really does wonders for your energy. It does shift because it's like get really cold. And I actually do this in the shower too. Um, where I will turn on the cold water and then I'll turn on the hot water and then I'll, you know, it shocks your cells in a way that actually revitalizes them and allows you to move that energy. So things like this, um, you know, meditation is great. Uh, meditation is, of course, wonderful and I actually teach non-resistant meditation where you're listening to a sound and you're practicing non-judgment of your thoughts and detachment of your thoughts. Um, this is really important. So some of these techniques, I would say, are the main ones that I use every day. Wonderful. Because I know um, from scientists, we used to have 60,000 thoughts a day. It's up to about 70,000. So that's over one thought a second. And they're usually mm -hmm. negative thoughts. Um, the same thoughts being played over and over and over. Um, people are not consciously aware how much they've got going on in their mind. You know, So I like to teach people to declutter their mind and um, like we declutter our home when we all spring clean it's so one such a wonderful feeling and um, when we declutter our mind it's the same so yes I agree with you meditation is good and um, I've been teaching hot and cold showers for years so I start with a warm shower 
and build it up and then the cold shower and do it for six minutes or minute hot, minute cold, minute hot. So it's actually like doing shrugs. And for people with, because I come from a medical background, so people with um, any blood pressure or heart problems, just do it with caution. And I tell them to gently put their hand in and get used to it and then the whole body so they don't completely collapse. But um, yeah, it's so wonderful. And then you've got people that go the extreme, like Wim Hof with the ice baths, plunging into the ice baths and, you know, science is behind it all. And um, years ago, I used to... Robbins is, Tony Robbins is a, he, like, he does crazy stuff with that too. Yeah. Okay. I, I resisted Tony Robbins for years. And then finally, I went to one of his courses and I thought, oh, my God, it's like a cult because we were all like singing and chanting before you walk the fire coals. And then once you've done that, it's like, you know, you surrender because, again, it's all part of your programming and letting go. You know, it, it was just such an amazing weekend and I was really glad to be part of it. And, you know, it's really great to see how he has blossomed and loads of other people like Deepak Chopra and everybody is evolving and they're all giving the same message. And it's about bringing in this new love energy. So I know you have your coaching, Awaken You coaching. So could you give us an example of a typical, if you do have a typical session or what would happen if someone came to you? Yeah, I'd say the biggest, I'd say the most common thing is I coach people mostly on how to let go and release resistance to receive pleasure. So I feel especially for women, this is the, this is the most common thing that we do is we get attached to, but like we get attached to stress and to what is going wrong and to what we don't want like I feel like this is the common thing that I've kind of came to a conclusion on as far as like my experience and all of that so the biggest thing is actually relaxing and and practicing the mindfulness and practicing letting go and practicing just allowing in the pleasure, allowing in the pleasure, like releasing your guard so that you can focus on feeling good and having fun. And like, that's the priority. So I teach my clients in our sessions how to do that and how to anchor that in and how to really put that at the forefront, because I feel like it's so important in not just relationships, but money, like attracting money and success and everything that you want is, it really is a forefront of pleasure being the dominant emotion. So in my sessions, I teach my clients how to anchor that in, how that is, how that can be reality, like how that is um going to shift everything in their lives fabulous um, what would you say to someone who keeps repeating 
negative patterns over and over and over again. You know, it's like they, it could, lots of people come to me. It's like they've started a new job. Um, oh, yeah, the boss is picking on me or someone is picking on me or the same with relationships and everything. They are the victim. Everything is surrounded by dramas. Mm -hmm. Yep. I would say it's an attack, like they're attached. So this is just, it's just an attachment issue. It's like you're attached to what you don't want. So it's like a negativity override. So in order to fix a negativity override, you have to uh, overflow it in positivity. Like you have to overflow the negativity and positivity. So you have to literally do things that light you up. You have to turn yourself on. You have to masturbate more, right? Like you, you have to um, see your success. You have to feel fulfilled. You have to focus on your goals. You have to show up for your goals. You have to take action. You have to do all of these things in order to uh, bypass the negativity. So you have, it's like an override situation where, and also you, ha you have to be very self-aware of it. Like if they're not aware that they're focused on the negative and they're focused on all of these things, then it's not gonna shift. But if they're very aware of it, of course it can shift. It shifts with them taking action. It shifts with their embodiment and their and their willingness to learn and receive support and receive the growth and the lessons that are coming in without it being like criticism and without it being like there's something wrong with them, right? Like there's nothing wrong with them. It's just it's just been negativity over negativity and it's literally driven like it's it's taken over their body and their mind yeah because some people are fixated on it and i think from my experience you know i've seen people who are very low suffering with deep anxiety and pressure and depression and they can't see the woods through the trees because um everything is doom and gloom and it's like, yeah, it's all right for you, but you don't understand. This is happening to me and everywhere I go, bad things are happening. And, you know, they're always, they can that. Like if when you're ruminating in that, you're, and you're, and you believe that, right? It's like, you have to believe something else is possible for you before you can shift it. Yeah, very good tip. And, um, you 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 talked about masturbating then, and mm -hmm. how important is that? Because like when I was growing up, it was like hush hush, and we didn't even get a sex talk from my parents, or especially my mother, and she didn't get one from her mother. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very important because self pleasure now, and I talk about this a lot in my coaching. It's it's not just sexual. Um, there's so much more to self-pleasure than just masturbation, right? However, you have to know your own body before you can teach somebody else to like what you are turned on by. 
if you're not in tune with your own body and like what turns you on, how can you teach somebody else, right? Like it, it doesn't work that way. So we have, as women, we have to be attuned. We have to know what turns us on. We have to, you have to speak up, right? Like for me, I guess it came to the point where like I was having sex, but like I wasn't achieving orgasm. And then I got sick of that. And I was like, okay, this is stupid. What am I doing? Right. So I started learning and getting more in tune with my body. And now there's no way I don't have sex and have an, and not have an orgasm. Right. It's like, I'm not having, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm good. Like I'm, I'm not doing that unless I'm going to be getting off too. Right. So I think it's very important, not only just in like other relationships, other intimate relationships with your spouse or with your partner or whatever, but like, it's very important with yourself because you can kind of feel into that and like learn what brings you pleasure in that sense, but also it inspires your goals and it inspires you to show like to, for me, if I'm, if I'm you know, say having my own little time or whatever, and I'm like feeling that it's going to fuel me further. So I'm going to be inspired to take action in my business. I'm going to be inspired to do something that I want to do. Like it's so much more than just getting off. It's, it's your releasing your pleasure hormones, which is sparking inspiration which is sparking joy, which is sparking um, all sorts of things in you. And that lasts, it, it lasts for some time. Fantastic. And um, yeah, I know a lot of people talk about tantric sex because, you know, obviously from what I understand, you're not actually having sex, you're just bringing the sexual energy up. I know my Reiki master used to um, talk about feeling the sex energy in your base chakra and bringing it up to your heart. And that energy is like unbelievable, the, the power in it. And would that be the same? So I've never done tantric. I've never done that. I've heard of it. Um, but I do believe it'd be, it's similar. It's an internal energy that you feel when you're turned on by life. In my opinion, it's like when you're turned on by your life, when you're turned on by projects that you're doing, by things that are going on, it, it impacts your level of health like your health your success like everything like you I feel like when you're inspired and when you're in that state you're far less likely to get sick you're far less likely to get in a fight with somebody and it be a big deal right you could get triggered by somebody but you're going to resolve that and you're going to be very emotionally intelligent in this situation you're your emotional intelligence skyrockets, you know? And I think that's the, that's the focus is when you're in a pleasure state and you're secreting more pleasure hormones than stress hormones, you are an emotionally intelligent being and you're able to accomplish so much more and 
have better relationships and a higher quality of life in general. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's all about high quality life. And I think with this new love energy, everything is about because you talked about relationships, it's it's about having good relationships that it all starts with yourself, getting to know yourself and having a, a good relationship with yourself and then your family and your friends and getting that community together. And um, I know you feel the same way, but before we delve further, can you tell us who or what inspired you to write your book, Orgasmic Attraction? So this book was, I mean, I have plenty of inspiration throughout the way, right? Like I, um, so, so, I mean, one of the biggest ones was actually Ellen DeGeneres, um, and Tony Robbins and Lauren is love and, um, those were some of the ones that I actually do that I've been to I mean I've been to things with them um Melanie on layer um who else inspired me but really I inspired myself I said I want to write another book I had written a book before and this book pretty much flowed through me like it was divinely guided like I didn't have to force myself to write it it was just it kept coming it kept coming and it kept coming out and which made it really special to me because I teach this I teach flow and I teach not forcing yourself to do stuff I teach of course action but like inspired action being in flow so it's really special to me because I I was really inspired along the way. However, this was Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is like a huge inspiration to me um, in this book. So it's my take on law of attraction meets pleasure embodiment. Uh, and that is what flowed through the entire book. Well, I love um, Abraham Hicks as well. And I'm not familiar with everybody you spoke about, but obviously Tony Robbins. And um, you mentioned flow and embodiment. Can you elaborate a bit more on that for people who are not sure what being in the flow is? Yeah, so being in flow is not having to force yourself to do stuff in general. It's like you you don't need to force yourself to take action it's it feels effortless to you it feels like okay of course i'm going to do this now will there be some resistance along the way yeah resistance there will be resistance but like you'll be able to lean into that in a way that just kind of flows like it's just it's like, of course, you're going to do it. Of course, you're going to do it because that's the kind of person you are. Of course, you're going to show up for yourself because that's what you want, right? So it's it's this inspired, consistent pleasure state where you are 
showing up for yourself and your desires and it's not hard for you like it's it's not hard to stay motivated it's not hard to be inspired it's 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 just who you who you become in the process that's beautiful because um I don't know about you but I know you've got three children they're obviously very young at the moment but I've had so many young people reaching out to me and various parents and saying you know my daughter or son you know or grandkids um really want to learn um about holistic living or you know, spirituality and things like that. And I, I find it very humbling, you know, that children are reaching up to me and asking to befriend me and learn from me. And, you know, um, I just think it's amazing that they're bringing this new energy in. So with your children, do you teach them this new way of living or other children, for example? So I talked to Lincoln about it quite a bit. Um, he's the oldest, so he's seven. Kennedy is two, and Madison is one. So both of them are pretty young to understand. Uh, however, yes, Lincoln, it, this is going to be something that I definitely ingrain in my kids. It is going to be emotional intelligence and just following your desires and and this kind of thing absolutely because I feel like it's so important and it's something that I'm passionate about so why wouldn't I share it with them lovely and what does your husband or partner do he sells cars so he sells cars at a local dealership in town and he's really good he's like the top salesman there and is he supportive of your work or does he think you're a bit woo-woo? <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't really like know too much, you know, he, he's supportive, but he doesn't really like tune in to what it is um, that much. <laughs> yeah, but no, because when I grew up, everything was woo-woo, like meditation and yoga yoga they used to think was for hippies and it was like shh so everybody would think it was weird you know so I learned to be quiet and then you learn to block it and I even blocked my intuition which I call my god self or my super genius you know those the the life force my soul my spirit that essence you know so mm-hmm. over the years I've blocked it and then gone on courses and recently I had the message stop doing the courses you did this so naturally when you were a child and growing up you know it and when I just forget everybody and everything and just allow it to flow when I just follow my intuition it just seems so natural because when I was growing up people thought I was very impulsive and very crazy and you know people would ask me to go somewhere and do something and credit cards had come out and my father was furious with me for just going yeah I'll go to Spain I'll go here go there because I would just put it all on the credit card and just trust that I could repay it when I got back because his thoughts were never a lender or borrower be but um, Mm -hmm. now I it's helped me to get back on track with my book writing because 
everything was going around in my mind, you know, with so many stories about this person, that person, the other person. It's like, right, you've got that same wisdom inside you, you know, just tap into it and just let it all flow. So what tips can you give to someone who's starting out on a writing career or um, a coaching career? Oh, yeah. The biggest thing is, yeah, don't overthink it. <laughs> yeah, Don't overthink what it is you want to do. Um, show up 110%. Like, show up 110% for what it is you want. And know that it's not always going to be easy. Like, you're going to have, you have to show up. Like, you have to be consistent and you have it's not going to fall into your lap you have to and I don't even like saying prove yourself um but like you have to be available you have to energetically be available for people uh in order to gain that gain that visibility and that traction and you have to keep doing it. You can't just be emotionally available to somebody for a little bit, right? You have to you have to be open for a long time, right? And some people, you know, some people do not it, it's like you it's everybody's different. So like you have to gain this closeness with people by your content, by your feed, by your experience. So you have to show up, you have to have leadership, like you have to take leadership of your life in order to lead others. You have to be like a master of self-leadership, uh, especially in the coaching field, in order to attract other people that want to be in your world. <laughs> you, have, you have to be a master of it. Um, and then you have to detach. Detachment is huge. Like you, you have to be able to detach from um, making things mean some, you know, like you, you have to detach from people, you have to detach from results, you have to detach from your overall business in order to be happy, you know, and because you could get attached to shit so easily where now all of a sudden that's your life right? But it's not your life. So you have to learn detachment uh, in order to be successful, in my opinion, because in, in my world, pleasure is just happiness, right? It's just, it's just a fancy word for happiness, pleasure. So pleasure equals success. Happiness equals success. If you're putting your health on the back burner, if you're putting your relationships on the back burner, if you're putting these top prior, these main things on the back burner to get money, to get clients, right? Like to do these things, it's just a ticking time bomb, in my opinion. So I teach the opposite and I focus on the opposite. It's like, I don't want your business if I'm not healthy, like if I'm not, if I'm not actually able to put my health first, if I'm not able to show, if I'm not able to hang out with my kids, right? Like, you know, so that's, that's so important to me um, in this process. So I hope that answered your question. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's, I'm that's, rambling on. 
<laughs> no, that's great because you know for me the word that struck out the most was want so we don't as women especially put our needs and desires first and we have to make our want 110 percent and when we want something so badly we just it's in our every waking hour you know we fall asleep thinking about it we wake up thinking about it and everything else flows from that and I agree with you you have to lead from your heart and when you are the master of um, whatever you are professing then everything follows you find your tribe and maybe negative people or situations in your life will have to disappear and so so be it you know it's for the better and I've always taught it doesn't matter if you're a road cleaner a toilet cleaner anything you know if you do it with passion you feel it like um my niece always used to laugh at me because I'd come home after the cleaner beer and I'd be so excited because you can feel the change in the energy and she she was cleaning when she was in between jobs and when she did my apartment and the yoga school that she worked for they used to say even the students would comment oh my god you can feel the divine energy it something's different you know and it's because she loved what she was doing with so much so it doesn't matter what we do if you give 110 percent and think of mm -hmm. everything not as work but as your passion you know and it's a way to get in tune with ourselves because we're not all wanting high flying corporate jobs sometimes you know we're happy with what we we've got less responsibilities though we've got more time with our family and friends mm -hmm. and whatever matters to us most so on that note um if there was one thing you could do to change the world what would it be one thing to change the world hmm <sighs> One thing to change the world. That's a tough one. I feel like I'd probably invite everybody to a good old old fashioned some kind of party like pool party or something <laughs> to just mm -hmm. to just connect you know to just connect and to throw out all religion and throw out all everything like just for a day you know just for a day and just everybody have fun <laughs> like everybody just have fun and see what that does the next day that mm -hmm. would be that would be what I want to, what I would love to do. That's beautiful. You know, when we shed our labels and just truly connect from the heart, that's when yeah. the magic happens. So thank yeah. you. That's lovely. And um, are you still doing your free courses for digital, um, digital um, communication and things like that and your empowerment courses? Yep, so I have a free group that I am doing master classes in, like that's where all my free stuff is. Um, 
and then I have like a paid membership also but like my free free group is I'm turning into like a group but it was like my launch community and that and I'm actually launching my next free class on Friday that I'm going to be announcing so yeah absolutely wow, I am well, mm -hmm. please feel free to put it in the notes after the call. And I'm happy for you to share on my timeline when you do it. And when we process this to YouTube, I'll add everything to the notes as well. And mm -hmm. I just want to thank you so much, dear Sarah, for giving up your precious time. And it's lovely to be in this love energy and I know you've got three beautiful children waiting for you. And I know they're your pride and joy and passion along with traveling. So wishing you a wonderful rest of your night and bon continuation. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been a wonderful time. So thank you.